All right, so we just say thank you for coming in. Welcome to everybody online. And before we begin our worship service, let's go to God in prayer. Lord, we say thank you. Thank you, God, for bringing us to worship today, to seek your face and to seek your word, Lord. We know that you have something good for all of us today, a refreshing, Lord. So we just say thank you in advance that you are going to answer some of our questions, that you are going to help us out this week, that you are going to feed those that are hungry, um, be a friend to those that are lonely this week, God. We just thank you in advance because you are our father and our friend. You are our provider. So we just thank you, God, for the word that we're getting ready to hear today. Prepare our minds and prepare our hearts, Lord. Loose every burden, loose every chain as we come into your to your worship space, Lord. We ask you just to send your Holy Spirit into this place. Because without your Holy Spirit, Lord, that we just not gonna we're not gonna feel you. We're not gonna it'll, it'll be pointless to have church without your Holy Spirit. So we need you today, God. We need a word. We need a refreshing today, God. Fill us up, Holy Spirit. And we ask you, God, to just speak a blessing, Lord, on our, our pastor today and speak a blessing over us as we sing our songs and we come to put our minds on you, Lord. For those that are still coming in, we ask you, Lord, just to give them your, your mind, the mind of Christ. Help us to be in unity today, Lord. Those that are coming in online, Lord, let somebody be saved. Let somebody hear the word of God. Let somebody be refreshed today because somebody needs to hear the word of God. Somebody's disconnected from the church and somebody disconnected from you. Somebody's disconnected from the Holy Spirit. So we're praying for them as well, for our, our saved um, loved ones and our unsaved loved ones, Lord, that need to know you, God. And all these things we ask in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. And welcome again to Life in Calvary to church. We are ready to praise the Lord. Anybody ready to hear a word today? Anybody ready to give God praise? Has God done anything good for you this week? Today, y'all woke us all up, so we just say thank you, Lord, for waking us up with a mind to serve you. So if you're ready, we ask you to rise to your feet. If you're online, we just want to see if you give us a like. Give us a share so somebody else can know that we are here and that we care about you all too.
Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is the Lord blessing you right now? Hallelujah. It is good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. We want to say happy Black History Sunday. We have been celebrating Black History Month all throughout the month of February in different ways with a special Black History moments. If you look at the decorations that Susan Gillespie and Pearlie Huff have decorated us with the different colors. Uh, Linda Huff even donated a communion uh, scene with uh, the disciples and Jesus with uh, darker skin, praise God. So take a moment to look at that later on before you leave. And our first Black History moment today, we're going to have actually Helena Harrison and Pearly Huff come together, and they're going to share a few moments with us. Let's welcome both of them. your poem, and it's by, uh, about Harriet Tubman. Now, if you know American history, you know a lot of things happened that weren't good, like slavery. Yeah. But listen, Harriet Tubman didn't take no stuff. She wasn't scared of nothing either. Didn't come in this world to be no slave, and she wasn't going to stay one either. Farewell. She said to her friends one night, she was mighty sad to leave them, but she ran away in that dark night, ran looking for freedom. She ran through the woods, she ran through the woods with, with that slave churches, slave catchers, I'm sorry, right behind her. And she kept on going till she got to the north where those mean men wouldn't find her. 19 times she went back south to get 300 others. She ran for freedom 19 times to save black sisters and brothers. Harriet Tugman didn't take no stuff. She wasn't scared of nothing neither. Didn't come into this world to be a slave. And she didn't stay one either. And she didn't stay one either. Good morning. Good morning. I'm Pearlie Huff. I'm from Ogilvy already. And I just wrote a map to bring your attention to something that happened to me um, a while, you know, a long time ago when I was younger. I am writing this to bring to your attention an incident that occurred during a camping trip in the summer of 1969. The purpose of the purpose of this writing is to provide a recount of my lived experiences and events expressing concern over the treatment experienced by me and two of my friends and my friend's family during this trip. On the aforementioned camping trip, my friends and I were accompanied by the family of my friend who extended the invite. We were initially denied entry into the campground due to the campground's policy of only allowing families. 
The staff on duty at the campground assumed that both because of the two of us, me and my other friend, were black, we could not be related to my other friends, non-black family. However, my friend's father abruptly interrupted the staffer and certainly proclaimed that all of us were from the same family. The staffer did not believe him and asked our names. On well, that day, I became white. <laughs> Pearl White. <laughs> we were then reluctantly permitted to enter the campground. Regrettably, it became apparent that our group was subjected to a racial discrimination during our stay at the campground. We were placed in the distant back area of the campgrounds, away from other campers, and were explicitly informed that we were not allowed to utilize certain facilities during daylight hours because of our race. This discriminatory treatment was distressing for me and my friends, as well as my friend's father, who expressed his dissatisfaction with the campground and vowed to utilize it, and vowed not to utilize it in the future. The incident described above is clear example of racial discrimination, which is both morally wrong and against the principles of equality and exclusivity that we should strive to uphold. It is disheartening to know that in 1969, I had to endure such a traumatic experience doing that, you know, what should have been an enjoyable camping trip. When I went to see the movie Origins, I thought about the little black boy outside the swimming pool who was not allowed to get in the swimming pool with the rest of the team. I can imagine how terribly he must have felt because I remember how I felt when I was not allowed to use the swimming pool and the other facilities during the camping trip. I was much older than he, and it broke my heart and saddened me, so I can only imagine how excruciating and traumatizing it must have been for him. As a Christian, I must ensure a safe and nurturing environment for all people I encounter. I firmly believe that every person deserves to be treated with respect, fairness, and dignity, regardless of their race or ethnicity. It is essential that we collectively address incidents of discrimination and work toward building a more inclusive and accepting society for all. Thank you. Praise God. Thank you, Pearlie. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you, Helena, for sharing the story of Harriet Tubman. Praise God. Uh, today we're going to be blessed with our scripture reading by Jave Williams Hunt. Praise God. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Today I'll be reading of the Old Testament, 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 1 through 7. The wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that he revered the Lord. But now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves. Elisha replied to her, How can I help you? Tell me what you have in your house. Your servant has nothing there at all. She said, except a small jar, jar of olive oil. Elisha said, go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. Then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons. Pour, olive, pour oil into the jars. As each is filled, pour it into one side. She left him and shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars to her and she kept pouring. 
When all the jars were full, she said to her son, Bring me another one. But he replied, There is not a jar left. Then the oil stopped flowing. She went and told the man of God, and he said, Go sell the oil and pay your debts. You and your sons can live on what is left. The New Testament is Matthew 28, chapter 28, verses 18, 18 to 20. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth hath been given to me. Therefore, go and make the disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in, in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you, I am with you always to the very end of the age. Praise God. Thank you, Jabe. Hallelujah. Friends, uh, not in our bulletin today, but uh, uh, we're going to have a, a very special Black History Dance by Jalen Black. So we're going to invite Jalen to come up for our Black History Liturgical Dance.
Praise God. Thank you, Jalen. Free us from our chains. Hallelujah. Praise God. Can anyone tell me what time it is? It's offering time. And what do we say? Hallelujah. It is so good to be able to give back to God in the form of our tithes and offerings. Amen. And today is the fourth Sunday, the last Sunday of February. And normally our special offering goes to two cents a meal. And you can still free, feel free to give to two cents a meal. But today we're also actually uh, asking, if you can, to donate to the African American Cultural Gardens. Amen. You all remember when Obi Shelton came and gave us that wonderful presentation about how we can all support and help to finish to complete the process of building the portion of the garden that represents African-American culture. So if you're able today, give a little extra and we'll send that as a church offering to the African-American Cultural Gardens. As our ushers come forth, let us bow our heads in prayer. Gracious and holy God, we thank you, Lord, that you have freed us from so many chains in our lives. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that even financially you free us, Holy Spirit, because you provide for us. There is nothing that we ever have to worry about because of you. So we thank you, Lord, and as we give to you these tithes and offerings, Lord, we pray that you would bless them, bless us, multiply, and increase. We thank you and we honor you. In the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said, amen, amen. and amen. We're now going to be blessed by Black History Moment by Marvin Hayes, a.k.a. Praise God. Sunset. This video was put together by my son and I, Marvin the Second. Just enjoy. Remember these African heroes.
you, Marvin. So they put together this wonderful uh, picture slide for us. And while the praise team is singing right on King Jesus, we can continue to enjoy those slides. Thank you.
Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's good to be in the house of the Lord today. One of the comedians that I really enjoyed listening to, he always tells this one joke about the difference between black church and white church. I don't know if y'all ever heard that one. Anybody ever heard that one? Black church and white church. Black church, you're going to have a poem, a dance, and some chicken later. <laughs> we don't have a chicken today, but praise God. <laughs> we have been blessed by so much and um, truly appreciate you all taking the time. Today, we're going to go a little bit over the hour, as you all can see. Um, our building is clean, though. They have cleaned our building, and they have done the test, praise God. And they are going to give us the results on Monday, but uh, the person that cleaned the building said he is fairly confident that we are going to pass that test. So say to your neighbor, we're going to pass the test. So we're, we're putting together a meeting now to uh, plan on how we're going to go back on the other side of the building. We will have access to the chapel, fellowship hall, the bathrooms, the kitchen, and the offices. So God is good. We are still going to be waiting on the sanctuary. That takes a little longer, as well as upstairs. So, but we're, you know, taking our steps one at a time and just thankful for what we have, right? Not complaining about what we do not have. So we are in this fourth week of our sermon series on discipleship, praise God. And if you look in your bulletin, you will see what our titles have been. What was week one? Follow me, the call to discipleship. And what's week two? Take my yoke, learning from Jesus. And what's week three? Love in action, serving like Jesus. Love in action, serving like Jesus. And today is week four, and what's our title? Making disciples, Making disciples, reproducing followers of Christ. Hallelujah. Let's take a moment to pray. Gracious and holy God, we have declared over and over for these past weeks that we are disciples. We pray, Holy Spirit, that you would help us to hear clearly your word to how to become true disciples on your behalf. Disciples make disciples, and we want to be faithful in our calling, Holy Spirit. Open our eyes that we can clearly see you, open our ears that we can clearly hear you, but most importantly, open our hearts, Holy Spirit, so we can receive you. We give you all the glory and honor and praise to your name. In the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. So I'm going to tell you today, this is rare, but I'm going to tell you today, this is a three-page sermon. I got three pages up here. <laughs> so we're going to try to go through this quickly. But when I get done with page one, I'm going to say we're done with page one. <laughs> So we have made it. Tell your neighbor we made it. This is the final week of our discipleship sermon series, Dare to be a Disciple. I am a disciple. Just a quick refresher. Do you remember that what the word disciple means? Anybody remember what the word disciple means? Follower of Christ. The one who follows the master teacher, right? Discipleship, we learned, meant so much more than just the giving of information from one person to the next person. Discipleship describes copying or imitating the master teacher's life. 
It meant replicating the values of Jesus. It meant reproducing, say reproducing. <laughs> reproducing the teachings of Jesus. Reproducing is the most important word for today. Say reproducing. reproducing. Tell your neighbor reproducing. reproducing. Tell your other neighbor reproducing. reproducing. What's the most important word for the day? Hallelujah. Christian discipleship signals that we all have a relationship with the master teacher, following the master teacher and clinging, say clinging, clinging. make a signal like you clinging onto something, clinging to the way that Jesus lived. You see, when we gave our hearts to Christ, after we accept the invitation to follow Jesus, we enter into a lifelong journey and relationship with Jesus Christ. This journey includes learning, growing, forgiving, and loving others as he taught us to love. Do you all know that this is an incredibly difficult process at times? Being a disciple can be a struggle, right? It can also be a joy, right? But it can be a struggle. So make no mistake that no matter how hard it gets, it's worth it all. Tell your neighbor it's worth it all. Following Jesus is worth it all. One of the greatest privileges and responsibilities that we have is sharing Jesus with other people. Let me see. There's some candles right up here, right? I'm going to grab this candle. Can somebody help me do a demonstration? Anybody that... I know the ladies probably don't want to take your hat off because you don't like messing up your hair. But anybody willing to take your hat off real quick? Michael, would you take your hat off? <laughs> I got you. Come on up, Michael. <laughs> so if I take this candle and Michael puts his hat on top of it, put your hat on top of it. Your hat, not your hand. Open <laughs> your hat, there we go. Now, how effective is my candle? It's not effective at all. Scripture says, would I take this bowl and place it on top of the lamp? Or this hat, would you take this hat and place it on top of the lamp? Would you all do that? No. no. Okay, take your hat back, Michael. Praise God, right? Instead, what do we do? We put this light on the stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. We don't cover our lights, praise God. The light of Christ and the warmth of the gospel are meant for everyone. Say everyone. Our main passage today comes from the book of Matthew. And we are familiar with this passage. It's called the Great Commission. Say the Great Commission. The Great Commission is the final instruction given by Jesus Christ to his disciples. The Great Commission is our command. Say our command. Is it somebody else's command? Whose command is it? Ours, right? If we go to the book of Matthew chapter 28... And we're going to look at uh, verse 18. And it says, "All Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make what? Disciples, Disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the what? The name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So this is our command, right? The Great Commission is a command that serves as a roadmap for every believer's journey. 
The Great Commission is not just a suggestion, my friends. It's not even optional. You can't say I'm a Christian and says, but I'm going to opt, opt, opt out of disciple making. It is a divine mandate, a sacred duty that every Christian is expected to carry out. There's a writer by the name of Tim Keller who said, discipleship is not an option. Tell your neighbor, discipleship is not an option. We also know that Jesus said that if anyone who, who would come after me, he must follow me. Following Jesus includes humble, say humble, humble, humble submission to his authority and teaching. That's page one. Tell your neighbor she done with page one. <laughs> when our Lord says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, we are reminded that the mission that we are called to do is a mission. Say it's a mission. When we say I love Jesus, we are committing to that mission. Amen? It's not based on our human authority or our wisdom, but on the divine authority of Jesus Christ. This authority is what allows us to go forth and make disciples of all nations. Christ has given us the green light. Tell you never, you got the green light. If Christ has given us the green light, who can hold us back? Nobody. Making disciples is at the heart of the Great Commission, which is why when Jesus says, go therefore and make disciples, he's given us our roadmap. But what does it mean to make disciples? What does it mean? It's more than just converting people to Christianity. I'm Tell your neighbor, I'm not trying to convert you. Tell your other neighbor, I'm not trying to convert you either. Go like this. <laughs> I hope this relieves us all of a burden that we may feel. Making disciples involves nurturing your friends Nurturing your family members in their faith. Do you like nurturing people? Yeah. Praise God. I hope you do. We are trying to help people grow spiritually and equip them to live out their faith in their daily lives. Let me ask you this important question. Those of you that's joining us online, I'm asking you the question too. So I got my phone. So send me some answers. See, I got my phone. <laughs> Who you to become a disciple. Who helped you? Grandmother. Your grandmother. Anybody? My mother. My Anybody? Father. My father. Yeah. Your father. Yeah. Your parents. Camille? Pastor Toby, praise God. Did somebody else have their hand up? Grandparents. Your grandparents, Glenn. Your wife. Your wife, praise God. Uh, community ministry. Oh, a community ministry. Some of you all were part of Good News Club when you was a kid or something like that. Martha? Pastor Rick helped you in your to become a disciple. Anyone else? Go ahead. My niece, Annie Thornton. Your niece, Annie Thornton. Praise God. I thought I saw, is that original? Oh, your sister, praise God. Is that Marvin? Oh, Reverend Lionel, praise God, helped you to become a disciple. Oh, we got some young people. Oh, me, your granny helped you become a disciple. Praise God, Dallas. 
Praise God. Let me see if, oh, Gregory Cosper said, my mother and my father. Vicki Grimm said, my pastors. Praise God. So thank you all for joining us online. We've got quite a few people, so I'll keep checking to see if you all uh, make a post. Who helped me become a disciple was my father. And I remember as a young adult, I was hard-headed. Was anybody else hard-headed, 18, 19, 20? I was hard-headed. And my hard-headed lifestyle had got me in a whole lot of trouble. And I got to the point one day when I was tired of living my life the way that I was living. I thought at that moment that I used to know everything. But me knowing everything kept getting me in trouble. I was lost. I was confused, I was lonely, I was hurt, and I was broken. I remember talking to my father, and at the time, he and I didn't have the best relationship at all. But I always knew that my father, no matter what his mistakes, that man loved the Lord. He was a disciple. So I say that to say all of us know that Christian, say that Christian. We all know that Christian that we can go to for help, don't we? So at the time when I wasn't a Christian, I went to the Christian that I knew and asked him for help. And so when I went to my father, it's strange his reaction. It didn't matter to my father that I had spent all those years being a knucklehead. He, when I came to him finally and asked him for help, you know what he did? He didn't throw it in my face and said, I told you so. He didn't throw it in my face and say, you finally came. He simply said, and don't say this later, y'all not allowed to say it later. He said, Kelly Shondell, that's what he called me, would you like to work through a Bible study with me? That's all he said. And I lit up, yes, yes, I would love to be in the Bible study with you. And over the next six or seven weeks, I spent that time with my father. My sister and I went weekly to his house, and we had dinner together, and we prayed together, and we studied together, and we laughed, and we talked, and we shared time together. And it was a time in my life that I will always treasure and never forget. He helped me become a disciple. Tell your neighbor, I am a disciple. Making disciples and being an active participant in the Great Commission is not an easy task. There's very real opposition to the mission of Jesus Christ. There's a very real enemy who doesn't want to see any believer come to a mature and productive faith. That enemy does not want anyone to reproduce. Say reproduce. Do you think Satan wants you to reproduce some disciples? He absolutely does not. That's page two, praise God. <laughs> Tell your neighbor she on page three. <laughs> and John 16, verse 33, Jesus says, in this world, you will have trouble. Tell your neighbor, you're going to have some trouble. But then it says, but take heart. Tell your neighbor, take heart. The most important, I have overcome the world. I have overcome the world. Be encouraged, my friends. Fight the good fight and finish your race. Resist the temptation to give up. When we give up, we lose. There's a man by the name of Robbie Galady, and he says in a book, Growing Up, How to Be a Disciple Who Makes Disciples, 
When the church becomes an end unto itself, it ends. When Sunday school, as great as it is, becomes an end unto itself, it ends. When small group ministry becomes an end unto itself, it ends. When the worship service becomes an end unto itself, it ends. What does this even mean? It means if we are having church, if we are having Sunday school, if we are having Bible study and small group ministry, if we are having worship and we have not reproduced one single disciple, then we have lost. And we don't serve a loser, do we? We serve a winner. What we need is for discipleship to become our goal. Tell your neighbor, discipleship is our goal. When discipleship is our goal, whether or not we're doing Sunday school, worship, Bible study classes, small group ministry, no matter what we're doing, we're going to reproduce, amen? You can be going to work and reproduce. See, discipleship is a fluid process. It's moving, it's active, it's a living thing, and it must continue to go on. Every disciple must make a disciple or one or two or more. Tell your neighbor, I am a disciple who makes disciples. Hallelujah. Reproducing followers of Christ is not just about increasing the number of Christians. It's about nurturing individuals to become true disciples who live out the teachings of Jesus Christ in our daily lives. This means that not only do we believe in Christ, but we also strive to follow, say follow, wow. his examples and his teaching. It's about creating that ripple effect where each disciple goes on to make more disciples, thus spreading the word of God and his love throughout the world. You know what? This is the process by how we change the world. Ask your neighbor, you ready to change the world? It's not by conversion. Remember we said earlier, we're not trying to convert you, right? It's by a conversation. Say conversation. Do you all converse with people throughout your day? Hallelujah. One person, one disciple at a time. Being a disciple of Jesus Christ is an honor and a privilege. It's an invitation that you've been invited. It's an invitation to do something bigger and more amazing than most of us could ever imagine. Disciples create disciples. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know what? All of you that's sitting in this, this room today are January. You may be wondering, how can I get started? I want to be a disciple maker, praise God. Well, here is your answer. Guess what it is? Pause for dramatic effect. <laughs> We're having a leadership meeting this coming Saturday. Tell, you, tell your neighbor, come to the meeting. And at this meeting, you don't have to be a leader. You don't have to be an elder, deacon, or lay pastor. They will all be there. You can just be who you are, a disciple. And we're going to learn how to reproduce other disciples. Praise God. There's a packet in the back. You can grab it on your way out. Tell your neighbor again, I am a disciple. That's the end of page three. Let's pray. <laughs> Gracious and holy God, we thank you for our time together. 
and Holy Spirit, we truly are your disciples. We get up each day because we believe in you, Holy Spirit. We do the things that we do because we know that you are a living God. Now we want to go to the next step, Holy Spirit. Help us to go and make disciples in all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. We thank you and we honor you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Let us rise and we're going to sing soon and very soon. And the doors of the church are open. If you want to give your heart to Christ, if you want to become that disciple, we invite you to come forward. And either myself or Pastor Antonio, one of the lay pastors, will be here to pray with you. And if you don't want to come up forward, just give a wave and we'll come to you. Amen.
Dr. Kyle, we're going to take a moment to pray for Samuel and Marion Wallace while he was sitting in the back there. Uh, he just had a medical incident and 911 has been called. So let us take a moment to pray. Gracious and holy God, you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And we started this morning by saying you woke us up this morning, Holy Spirit. And you woke up Samuel and you woke up Marion. And we know already that we can trust in your plan, your will, and your way. But we are praying, Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus, that you would heal Sam's body. Heal him, Lord, in only the way you can, Lord. Touch his soul, his body, his mind. Surround him with your Shekinah glory and protect him, Lord, with your angels. We pray for Mary and Lord. Keep her heart encouraged and trusting, Lord. This couple that have been married for many, many decades, Holy Spirit, and have walked many walks together. We're praying, Lord, you would go ahead of them to the hospital, Lord. We're praying for the ambulance ride and every single portion, Lord. Heal him, Lord, is what we're asking. And we thank you and we honor you. In the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So they've already taken Samuel outside and uh, getting the, getting him toward the ambulance as quick as possible. We are so glad that we have a responsive team of ushers back there and care providers and folks that know about medicine who can help us out. Uh, we want to say happy birthday to all of our happy birthday folks, uh, especially today we have um, Delois Williams, praise God, is celebrating her birthday. And Delois is 93 years old. Hallelujah. And so she's not able to be here with us today, but we are saying happy birthday to Delois. And uh, we are sending her with flowers and a meal and balloons. And uh, Pastor Antonia is going to drop that off. And her family is having a very small, say very small, very uh, gathering for her. So don't be offended if you didn't get invited. We do not want Mr. Lois to get sick, amen, because of all of our germs. So her family is having a very small dinner birthday celebration for her later on this afternoon. We also say happy birthday to George Beach, who's celebrating a birthday this week. Hallelujah. And Michael White is also celebrating his birthday. So happy birthday to you all. We uh, Is Pastor Antonia back? I know she went out. I wasn't sure if she... She may come in and want to say something further about the boss's birthday. So if she comes back... Uh, if you all would look at the announcements, because you all do have a meeting this week. It's going to be a brief meeting. We have to finish up some plans on the picnic. Uh, the food pantry, you're going to be meeting next Sunday after service. We have to get some things in order. Our leadership meeting is this Saturday, March the 2nd, at 9 a.m. at the Euclid Public Library. The address is in the bulletin. Get ready for Holy Week. All the Holy Week information is in there. Uh, anyone that would like to help with Easter planning, please, please speak to Pastor Antonia. And don't forget anyone interested in playing bells or participating in a skit at, at any, and any youth interested in dancing or singing, please also speak to Pastor Antonia. Pastor Toby's Life Connect group is going to see The Chosen this week and that two, two, um, Saturdays in a row. The Chosen, um, booklets are in the back. The, for those that's coming to the leadership meeting, make sure you grab a booklet in the back. There's a, um, a, a packet for you to begin looking at this week. We all have homework in order to get ready for the meeting. Uh, please make sure you look at the different Bible study classes. Ladies, we're still signing up folks for the uh, Lily's Women's Ministry. That's Lenny's, uh, 
Lenny's wife, praise God, Pastor Tamar. That's an event that she's hosting with her church. So, And then Lorraine Beach is still inviting us to the Sight and Sound Theater to see the book of Daniel. Don't forget, voting season is coming up for us, March 19th. Tell your neighbor to go vote. Whoa. The information for voting is in the bulletin. And last week, we also asked you all to share some black history moments. Those of you that did share some black history moments, they're in the bulletin. Please make sure you read through. Yvonne Sims shared about her great-great-grandfather, Elias, Elias Moses, who uh, helped bring rice to Arkansas. That's a great story. Pastor Antonia is the first ordained African-American pastor for the Covenant Order of Evangelical Pastors. She was fully ordained in ego. Hallelujah. You might say, but what about you, Pastor Kelly and Pastor Toby? Well, we got ordained in Peace USA, the old denomination. <laughs> she was the first one in our new denomination. Andrea Phillips shares a wonderful story about her life. And she talks about her chemistry career and how she became the, oh, where is it? I had it underlined another bulletin. <laughs> she became the first black American. Where is it at? Where is it at? General manager. Yes, the first black American as a general manager. Thank you. <laughs> so you are a black African-American female. My Black History Moment is in there too. So um, I'm the first, uh, one of the uh, a lineage of pastors in my family. We've had a lot of pastors, so I can't say I'm the first one in my family. But alongside Pastor Rick and Pastor Toby, we talked about the founding of uh, this church, praise God. My husband has his Black History Moment in there. And Johnny Coates uh, closes us out with his black moment, uh, Black History Moment. So please make sure to read that. He talks about spending time and then with Reverend Martin Luther King Jr., Reverend A Ralph Abernathy, Andrew Young, and John Lewis, praise God. So if you want to hear some great stories, make sure you go talk to Johnny Coates. On the back of the program, you, you all can see information about Mary Crogness. Uh, her homegoing service information is in the program. Uh, her and her husband are still giving us that donation, praise God. And so we want to be supportive of the family for the funeral. So all the funeral arrangements, and we are asking all New Life at Calvary members, if you can come, please plan on attending her service. All right. Is there any other announcements? Yeah. Oh, okay. This is the last Sunday of the month, so Bridge has their service. We do want to send condolences to Marvin uh, Rogers, late Pastor Marvin. He's back in the back. Sadly, he did lose his father. Uh, that was last Sunday, right, Marvin? Marvin had expressed that his father was ill Sunday while he was here in church, and around 2.30 in the afternoon, his father did pass away. So sadly, Marvin has lost his mother, what, about two months ago in December, Marvin? And now his dad. So please pray for Marvin and Cassandra as they grieve and the family is planning services. His father does live out of town, so... Um, We'll, we'll be talking to him to find out how we can support. Uh, Emma Glenn did send in a thank you for her birthday. Remember, she turned in her, she turned 90. And don't forget to pick up that chosen Bible study material during Pastor Toby's class. Any other announcements? Oh, we got new babies. <laughs> Come on up here. Athea has had twins, y'all. <laughs> Come on and introduce us to the, new, the newest disciples of New Life at Calvary. 
I have both of them December 5th. The one that Whitney is holding is Sincere. He's the oldest. And the one I'm holding is Jossier. Oh. Oh, when it came out, Sincere was five pounds and three ounces, and Jossier was five pounds and 13 ounces. Oh, wow. Now, Sincere is nine pounds, seven ounces, and Jossier is 11 pounds. They like to eat. (laughs) Oh, they are so beautiful. Oh, my goodness. They are so good looking. How are you feeling now? Well, these are our newest two babies, and I see my grandson has appointed himself their big brother. I don't know why he up here, but... (laughs) Well, thank you for bringing them, and God blessings on all of you all. Praise God. Twins aren't easy. I know I'm one. (laughs) All right. Are there any other announcements? Did um, Sam get on the ambulance, you all? He's in the ambulance? Okay. Praise God. So keep praying for Sam and Marion, and we'll all give you all update. Let's rise for the benediction. Gracious and holy God, as we plan to depart from this place, but never from your sight, Holy Spirit, help us to take all the fruit of your precious Holy Spirit, your love, your joy, your peace, your patience, your kindness, your goodness, your gentleness, your faithfulness, and your self-control, Lord. Remind us daily that we are your disciples, and disciples make disciples. We thank you and we honor you. In the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Praise